And I feel like a lot of times I was like ashamed to eat things in front of my family to not feel judged for eating what I was eating. But like, I was totally fine with that, what I was eating and like confident about it. But it's because of everyone else's comments about how they feel about themselves and their overall relationship to food and weight that like, I, you can't help but take that onto yourself. Yeah, and I think too, like if you're trying to work through kind of any relationship that you have, if it's the relationship with your body, your relationship with money, your relationship, with whatever it is, like the first thing you do is look at how your parents handled it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, like a reflection on how we feel about our, our bodies. I think you can really look at how your mom and your grandma or the women in your life around you growing up talked about their bodies. And that's a pretty clear reflection of why you have like the beliefs that you have Absolutely. around it. This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis. Two plus size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. We are rolling. Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? It's going, it's going, it's going. Guys, it feels so good to be back and be back with you. I know we're back in person, everybody. Don't you just feel like it hits different? No, it hits so different. Like it, it's just, it's different than through a screen. I don't know how people do it all the time. Me neither. Remotely. But we got to get used to it for the next two months. Also, we were supposed to start this um, like an hour and a half ago. So <laughs> maybe it'd be better for our calendars if we were apart. So we'd be like, okay, signing on, signing off instead of like chatting about a million different things. I know, but, but we really haven't chatted like I know, catching we each catch other up, up on things from the last, I, I thought you'd been gone for a month, but I didn't realize it was just two and a half weeks. Maybe it was longer. Maybe I can't do the math, but if, I think it was two and a half weeks. Oh. I feel like I've been gone forever. It, it feels like a long time, but it also went by really, really fast. So fast. Which makes me happy that our other time will go by fast. Yeah, definitely. But not too fast. We'll still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Our European adventures. I cannot wait. I Which cannot wait. Is everyone going to? I think everyone is going to Europe this summer. I know. Everyone. I know. I feel like that too. It's going to be nutty. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yesterday we flew back to LA and Nicholas, guys, I'm not even kidding. You was such a freaking angel that I'm like, okay, we got this. Europe, here we come. Here when, we you, come. when you said that, I thought on the phone, I was like, I thought you were going to say he was such a nightmare. But then I was like, oh, amazing. Also, am I jinxing myself right now? No, he'll be an angel. He'll be an angel. He was so, so good. And I have to tell you the like respect and like appreciation I have for those around us who entertained him, helped entertaining. We're having so much fun. And who honestly kept telling us, you have such a good baby. You guys are such good parents. Like people are so so nice. So he's like playing with other people on the plane. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that doesn't surprise me. We sat, yeah, he was playing with all, but everyone was playing with him too. Like, so we took United and United has like these windows that with a button, you can like dim them or not. And like, or so you can see the sun or make it like darker or whatever. So he kept telling the guy next to him on off. And the guy kept like doing it from like day to dark, day to dark for him, like literally like 50 times. And then this other woman in the aisle over, she kept saying hi to him. And then she started showing him photos of her cat. And then like, it was like so random. Nicholas is a socialite on the United Flight. Yeah, he really was so popular on this flight. It was so funny, except, wait, oh my gosh. Okay. This, our air, the airline was annoying. It like was an hour delayed, like on the flight, but they kept kind okay. of doing it in like small increments. So like, you didn't realize how long it was. And then they're like, oh, we're going to push back. Oh, sorry. It actually got delayed 10 minutes because we're trying to get your cargo on board. So, you know, we're like, oh, okay. We have like another 10, 15 minutes. So Steve and I were like, let's get up and just change Nicholas's diaper right now. Yeah. So hopefully then we could feed him and put him to sleep. And so Steve got up first with Nicholas and I was getting the stuff out of the bag. And then they're like, okay, I guess we're going to have to shut down the, the um, safety program because people think this is an opportunity to get up and walk around. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're Wait, calling us I would out. literally be so embarrassed. Yeah, I, was like, I would be so embarrassed. I was like, are they talking about us? And I was like, oh my gosh, they're definitely talking about us. What the hell? Like he literally just said we had all this time. We were, it wasn't like... We were on like the tarmac or anything. We were still at the gate and everything. Okay. And I'm sorry if there's any flight attendants listening being like, no, you people are super annoying. But honestly, I'm very happy I changed my son's diaper. Yeah. But the way the person called us out, I was like, damn. And we were there for like 40 more minutes. That's Anyways, sucks. I was just like, I was, Steve was like, I don't really care. I'm not embarrassed. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know. I would be the same. <laughs> I, I actually, was so embarrassed. He was like, we have a baby here and we're trying, and we're literally yeah. here for 40 more minutes. So he's like, don't feel bad. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But anyways. 
just no. being the call, called out Traveling, like that. Traveling, that, that. Maybe that's why everyone was so nice. Maybe. <laughs> oh God, they feel bad for you. But I actually had an embarrassing travel moment. I went to Denver a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. And the gates were like, there were gates were boarding it next to each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I heard my section get called and like, I know how everyone's like, Oh, why do people like rush to get on the plane? Like we're all getting on. Like mm-hmm. why do people line up? Well, I have become one of the people that line up because the last two times I've flown and I've gotten on last, they won't take your luggage. They won't take my luggage. And then I have to go to baggage claim. Yeah, it just adds annoying. so much time. So now I'm one of those annoying people who wait, wait to go. And I thought they had called my section. So I go up in front of everyone waiting. <laughs> oh, and, no. And the guy's like, we're not boarding your section, ma'am. And I have to turn around. <laughs> and this whole group of people is, I was literally like, that, that really hurt. That mm-hmm. one hurt. That one hurt. So I feel you traveling. There are just certain things where you're just like, oh, my God. Oh. Why? Why? I know. I, I totally feel that. Also, I had someone on my way to Jersey like message me afterwards being like, I saw you on our flight, but I didn't want to say anything. And I'm like, please say something. Because I was like, sorry if like Nicholas was crying or being. She's like, no. And I'm like, I now I have like a little paranoia. Sometimes I've never had this before. And literally, this is probably a one-off experience. I'm like, who's watching? <laughs> right. And I'm like. I don't care if I know, do you know what I mean? Like I will talk to anyone, you know, like like we're all like super friendly, but the idea of like someone watching me, it kind of makes me scared a little bit. Right. Well, you just never know. I'm like, did I pick my nose? I'm like, what happened? Did you do something embarrassing? (laughs) Like what? Like you just never know. Exactly. Um, Wait, that's so, okay. We just have so many things related. So I haven't shared like much on like why I've been in a funk, but one of the things was like, I, w- I ran into my ex-boyfriend and I go into Missouri to pick up my anklet mm-hmm. and I had just seen him and I was like shaking and being like, like all, all fucking weird and frazzled. And I knew I was acting weird. And then the manager there follows me and she was so sweet. And I was like, Oh my God, this girl thinks I'm a psycho. And I'm like, just was just being all weird. So you just never know who's going to like say something or whatever. And maybe you're going to be just a weirdo. And then they think you're a weirdo. Totally. God, well, hope you didn't pick your nose on the plane. I don't think I don't think I did, but and Nicholas was probably being so cute. Yeah, no, he's good, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I just get stressed out traveling with a child sometimes, mostly just for everyone else. I get I get stressed out traveling alone. I don't know how you (laughs) like literally losing sleep about my flight. Like I can't, I can't imagine. I need to really chill out before I become a parent. You'll be good. Also today, randomly, we had like the nicest morning because yesterday, which we'll get into, was like super heavy. But Steve and I just walked around our neighborhood with Nicholas. We can't wait to see you. And Steve was like, you know what? It would be really nice to like maybe live abroad for a couple months. And I was like, what? Like where did that come? It was completely unprompted. But something I've like been talking about Put, putting little feelers out, you know, yeah. little yeah. hints here and there and there. And anyways, to hear him say it on his own today, I was like, okay. Honestly, I think it was because Nicholas was so good on the flight yesterday he that like, he okay. felt like we could do this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right, anyway, he's coming around. He's coming around. So that was good. Damn. Um, okay. Well, before we get into our obsessed with, obviously we try and keep it positive and we hope we're like funny and entertaining to all of you who listen and is a bright part of your day. But, um, we just don't feel right doing this episode without talking about ways that you can donate where you can donate and action items for gun control. I think Christina, you and I both were very rattled by the events that happened in Texas yesterday and also at the Buffalo grocery store, um, a few weeks prior it just and at the church in southern california like literally almost every single day yeah it and the fact that we can name all these it makes me makes me sick um so we're gonna link in the show notes a couple organizations every town is the first one um their mission is to end gun violence because mass shootings are preventable largely through policy interventions and in states where there are stronger gun safety laws fewer people die by gun violence. And you can find all of this on their website where you can donate. And also I think it's just good to like, for me, I've just been reading about kind of like, I'm trying to understand why we're in this situation. So knowledge is power. I really urge you to take the time to read a lot of their studies and resources on their website um, to just become more knowledgeable on this too and figure out ways that you can make an impact. 
Absolutely. And Moms Demand Action is a subsidiary and is associated with um, every town. And I honestly, to to be honest with you, it, like it upsets me that it took me like having a child and to feel like, oh my gosh, like what would happen if I was in this situation to like do something? But it's better late than never. Um, I just looked on their website. They have chapters in every state. I'm joining the California chapter. Um, I feel like so many times you feel helpless, but like we could be doing something. Um, so I know in California, they have a Zoom meeting coming up. You can look up your chapter and get involved however you can. Um, and if you have the means to do so, either with your time or your money, I think it could be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. We love you all. Make sure to lo- hug the ones you love today and, and do spread kindness and take action. Um, so with that, we're going to get into today's episode and we'll kick things off with our usual Obsessed with? Obsessed with segment. Okay. I'm going to go first. Kick us off. Something I'm obsessed with is, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but this is a li- li- living moment and it came up to me because I saw it when I was in my parents' house at home. But I used to swear by the quote that Kate Moss said, nothing tastes as, skin- as good as skinny feels. And I literally used to believe that so much. And when I was like, kind of like going through a huge weight loss journey, like I felt so empowered by that quote. And now like, I'm like, holy crap, like looking back on it and being able to reflect and being able to confidently say like, I no longer feel that way. And I think that is like so, so much bullshit and like actually like really, really dangerous. I'm just like obsessed with like the evolution where did you see that in your house? Oh, did you a, have it up in your room I had or something? a quote in a desk. Yeah, cut out. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? I never knew that was Kate Moss. I knew that quote. Yeah. I thought that was just like a quote that always went around. I didn't know it was a Kate Moss quote. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, that, I feel like growing up, everyone said that. Everyone there, said it was that. everywhere. Everyone said that. And I feel like, you know, it was like the days where everyone was like, you post like the skinniest, like Victoria's Secret or Sports Illustrated model, like on your refrigerator, like with that quote. And like Mm -hmm. not to influence like what you eat. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it was just like, I I just, it was a learning moment for me. Yeah. Damn. Um, Well, my obsessed with this week is, so I'm back in therapy, found a therapist that I really love. So I'm very, very excited. I feel like finding a therapist is kind of hard sometimes to find someone you mesh with. Um, and she's having me do, and this is like, honestly, for some of you, you're probably gonna be like, Duran, but so we're practicing like mindfulness once a day. So like, I'm not, I don't meditate. I do, don't do that. Like that stuff is really hard for me. So we're just starting with like, cause I told her, I was like, I want homework. Give me homework. Mm-hmm. Give me things to do. Um, so this is one of my homework items is once a day, like where I am, I need to like take inventory of like, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? What am I smelling? So like all my five senses. Oh, interesting. And it was so interesting because I was just in air one waiting for a smoothie, which um, if you have not had Sammy smoothie yet, it is. I'm addicted. I've had it like four times. Wait, what? (laughs) Anyway, everyone does these collaboration smoothies. This one's by far the best. Okay. So I'm waiting for my smoothie. And normally I would just be standing there mindlessly scrolling on my phone. I have nothing to do. Just scrolling because I'm waiting there. And I was like, no, I'm not going to take my phone out. And I really looked around the store. I noticed so many things I had never noticed. Mm. I was like smelling. I was like looking at the people around me. Oh my gosh, I I love this. I want to do this. No, like try and do it once a day. Like if you feel yourself pulling your phone out in a moment or even like when you're on your walks or whatever, I, I can tell you, I have never, ever, ever done this. And it was like, whoa. So it's all your senses, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you're smelling. Yep. Just go through your five senses and just like take note and like observe and just take that time. It was real. It was just like, oh, wow. I was like, I can't believe I've never done this before. Cause I always just reach for my phone and just start scrolling Same. in those times where I could be more present. So that's one of the things she's having me do like before my trip to like be able to like relax and just enjoy my time there and not have these like expectations. Cause I was kind of telling her like with so, some of these things, like I kind of shared this like before stagecoach or like big events or whatever. I feel like I let myself have these really big expectations and, it, and in my mind, how I want it to go. And if it doesn't live up to that, or if it's not like that, I'm a little bit disappointed. And so we're just trying to practice like being in the, in the moment and like 
letting it be what it is and not having these like crazy expectations and trying to make it into something what I have in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I love that. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I think it's a good practice. Yes. Well, let's all do it. TCC homework of the week. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, plug your product. Okay. Okay. Guys, I am beyond obsessed with this. It's the ever eaten body glow serum. I talked about it on Instagram. It's a body oil that is so luxurious and fabulous mm. and just makes you look like a goddess. I literally apply it all over my body. What I really like about it is I just like oils in general. Um, but this one doesn't feel greasy because a lot of them, like they just feel like so, so greasy mm. where you feel like you can't put your clothes on afterwards or you don't want to like sit on something that you're going to get greasy. This one like soaks into your body. Okay. It's also pregnancy safe and breastfeeding safe, which I think is really important. And like something that we don't talk enough about is like so many products in the U S the U S allows so many more chemicals than like any other country. Like I think Europe or the EU has like 1100 restrictions. And I think the U S has like nine, maybe Yeah, I could be messing those up, but something like, like that extreme. Um, but this one is just so fantastic and it smells so good. Okay. It smells so good. Okay. So anyways, I'm going to be glowing all summer long and this is the product I'm using. Wait, how do you incorporate this? Because I do so, love a body oil, but when I'm doing fake tan. So you apply it over your tan. So you don't like it because you're afraid that it's going to make your tan go away quicker. You cannot put oil on a fake tan. I do oil on a fake tan. Oh my God. That's going to make, that just makes it go away quicker. It makes it go away quicker, but it makes it look incredible. Yeah. You also like love body moisturizer, which I do too, but I would put like a cream on and then like, I would probably use this with tanning, like a little bit mixed into like my body lotion. Cause you have to hydrate your tan. Yeah. I always put body lotion on. And if I don't have a tan, I'll put an oil over the lotion. Like I go to bed, like at the greasiest little mole rat you've ever seen in your life. I know. I love that. It feels so good. So good. So good. Okay. Glazed donut all over the bod. Glazed donut tip to toe. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, speaking of tan, mine is, so I'm going, obviously, I don't know if you've heard, I'm going to Europe. No, (laughs) you are. (laughs) Um, um, but I'm not, so like, I love getting spray tans before a trip mm-hmm. because I just feel super confident. Like I just feel good. Okay. Yes. But obviously like it's going to wear off like down as I am on my trip. And I have to tell you these tan lux face drops, Oh, because I don't also like, if I'm going to be naturally in the sun, like I don't really put my face in the sun, my body, I'm like cool to be in the sun. Like I don't mind. So hopefully I'll get a na- little bit of natural color, but my face, I don't like to. And these Tanlux face drops, I swear to God, they just make you like glow. And they, when you don't have makeup on, it makes your skin look better. And they just are 10 out of 10. In my okay. Opinion. I need to use those. I actually have them at home and I haven't really used them. What do you get on it? I will. I will. Do you like get them better it. than the Lux unfiltered one? Yes. Okay. The Lux unfiltered ones, I feel like I didn't see as much of it. I feel like I'd use so much of it. Interesting. I don't know. I like these ones better. Okay. Well, good. I'll give it a try. I'm excited. So, um, okay. All right. So those are our products and I'm so excited about today's episode because I think that it's one that hopefully a lot of you will relate to. Um, but we always talk about confidence and that confidence is a journey. And one crucial learning point in my personal confidence journey was learning to stop adopting other people's insecurities as my own. I feel like it's a lot easier said than done. And that's mainly because you might not even realize it's happening or even how often it happens. But like, have you ever felt so great about yourself and then had lunch with a friend who kept talking about her weight and diet and started, and then you started to question your lunch order and your diet and your weight? Well, you were adopting her insecurities. Today, we're going to share some stories throughout our lives where our confidence was challenged because of other people's opinions and insecurities and how we persevered to protect and practice our own self-confidence. And at the end, we'll share some tangible tips to help you if you found yourself in similar situations. Yes, let's do it. I know like the first thing that came to mind when you said this was like body image. For sure. I think that's like the category that my mind went to first. Absolutely. But then you realize like once you start thinking about it and as we get into it, like how it really affects like all aspects of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so should we start with body image and weight? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think like, so I was trying to look back. Like I, 
I remember like this one time I was at Nordstrom and I was like trying on this like chunky sweater and I was like looking in the mirror. I was like, oh my gosh, I look amazing in the sweater. And this woman, I don't remember if she was a saleswoman or just like another one. I think she was honestly just like another woman shopping. I don't think it was a saleswoman. She was like, oh my gosh, that sweater looks so good on you. Like that usually doesn't look like those types of sweaters don't usually look good on your body type. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you like that stuck with me for years like for years I was like oh my gosh my body type like I can't wear like chunky knit sweaters like it'll make me look bigger like it'll make me like and like just questioning my body type where like okay if I think back to that moment I was just in a store trying on a sweater thinking I was like oh my god I love the sweater and then someone else's opinion completely changed it not only in that moment for like years to come Mm -hmm. I thought about that woman's comment and I was just like whoa like one little sentence about like that usually doesn't look good on your body type made me question not only my body type but the way I was dressing for like a long time after that oh my gosh I feel like I've had so many situations like that where people would be like wow that looks really flattering on your body type or that doesn't look so flattering or like oh you should like black looks amazing on your body type. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Things where people are trying to make you feel smaller, but you're so right. It sticks with you for so long. Yeah. You would never remember that shopping experience otherwise. No, no. And it's like, not until like, I think we're oftentimes, especially when it comes to body image, we're like, that's why I love seeing like little girls and stuff, like just being so free in themselves because they're like blissfully unaware because I don't think, we're not programmed to feel negatively about ourselves. Like we are are influenced to feel negatively about our bodies. Like the first time I went to like a pool party, we were like playing mermaids. I remember it was this girl Stacy birthday party and her mom got a hotel room and it was like so much fun. And we're all in our swimsuits and like playing mermaids and having the best time. And like, I, f- I was just having so much fun. And then another one of the girls said to me, she was like, Oh my gosh, like your thighs look like the Michelin tire man. And that's like when I started realizing being like, oh, I am bigger than everybody here. Like, and that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I was like blissfully unaware before that. And then I started to like spiral and think about that from when I was like seven, I was seven years old. 100%. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, for me, like I, I know I've talked about it a lot before, but like, I just feel like I grew up in a household and in a family and in a culture that just valued thinness so much and always, always talks about weight and diet until this day. And I realize that, especially when I'm was like, especially whenever I'm home, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it is so hard not to adopt these insecurities. Like you have to be so strong because for me, when like I see family talking about like how big they feel or how much weight they've gained or like they had gained five pounds from the last day, it's like, okay, like should I be checking my weight? Or when you hear people eating, like, I mean, for me, like, especially like food in my family is like so crazy because my mom's all about cooking for the whole family, but then she's so specific about what she eats and we'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't eat anymore. I had this for breakfast and it will literally be like a like this, like a quarter of a piece of bread. And it's like, you hear these things and you're like, oh my gosh, okay. Well, like if you're insecure about like what you're eating and I just had a bagel every single day for the past five days for me, I'm like, am, should I be insecure about what I'm eating? And it's, I can't help but feel that way. And now I feel like great past it, but growing up, I always felt like that. And I started to like really make me think about how I associated food. And I feel like a lot of times I was like ashamed to eat things in front of my family for them not like feel it for to not feel judged for eating what I was eating because I was like bigger mm-hmm. and I wasn't even like, like that's just so crazy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like so many people feel like that and it happens so often, but like I was totally fine with that, what I was eating and like confident about it, but it's because of everyone else's comments about how they feel about themselves and their overall relationship to food and weight that like I, you can't help but take that onto yourself. Yeah. And I think too, like if you're trying to work through kind of any relationship that you have, if it's a relationship with your body, your relationship with money, your relationship, with whatever it is, like the first thing you do is look at how your parents handled it. Mm-hmm. So like looking at, I think that a lot of times like a reflection on how we feel about our, our bodies is I think you can really look at how your mom and your grandma or the women in your life around you growing up 
talked about their bodies. And that's a pretty clear reflection of why you have like the beliefs that you have around it. Also for me, like when I moved to LA, I was really trying to pursue being an influencer. Like that was my main thing, but I was also trying to be a television host. And I'll never forget this one moment where I like, I think like I was working at Nordstrom for like almost like seven years while I was moving out here. I was trying to establish my own business and I like gained weight from when I first moved out here and everyone knew I was like trying to do acting and like, or hosting. And like there were other salespeople who were trying to do the same thing. And I'll never forget specifically this one other kid that um, I was working with, who's also trying to be an actor. He was like trying, he was like working out a lot because he wanted to get in shape to be an actor. And this person pointed to me, he's like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And literally like everyone around me like started laughing and it started to become a thing where I was like, oh wow, like really like people really believe you have to be so thin to be in Hollywood or to be on TV. And then I had this other manager be like, listen, girl, you got it. Like you have the it factor, you have all these things. Like this could really happen for you, but your body is the only thing that needs to change. But like the good thing is you can change your body. Like that's easy as if it was like such a blessing that had all these like amazing things. But the one thing I had to change was my body. And I remember going into this meeting with this manager being so freaking excited because I had like some recent achievements that were like, and really like some recent career advances that I was so proud of. And then like this person just tried to like take me down just based on my body. And I was like, it took me a while to think like, wait, I don't think that's true. But in the moment, I was like, wow, you're absolutely right. You know what? You're right. Yeah. So basically the false narrative you were told was that to be successful, you need to be thin. Yes. And it's so, and honestly, we, no matter what industry you want to go to, I think very much so in Hollywood, that is the case. And it's not until someone breaks that and, and proves that wrong that we see that it's like possible to wait, hold on. That's not true. And like, yeah, you have to tell yourself like, hold on a second. Where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. Is this, is there any validity to it? Yeah. And like, also like who makes you the expert? The fact that these people also had the audacity to say this to you is kind of shocking to me. And also the fact that like, I didn't have the courage to like say anything back because in that moment I believed that false narrative. Yeah. I mean, I, I can picture you and I can feel, cause I feel like that was so common. Like I, if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, you're right. Like mm-hmm. you're right. Like I, be, I would believe it too. Yes. Yeah, so you're like, you're, all right. Just one thing I got to do. Just yeah. got to lose weight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. Um, but it took a while for me to realize that those were other people's thoughts, not mine. Like that's not how I felt deep down. That's where I get like, cause sometimes I think though too, like, other people's thoughts and even like can be people can be be society can infiltrate so deeply into your like thoughts and subconscious mm-hmm. that like, I think there was a point where I did truly believe that. Yes. For and sure. I think like for me right now too, like I think that like that's one that I'm working through with like relationships and stuff is like to be, to have like a relationship or be like found attractive by men, I need to be small. I need to be skinny. And that's one that like, I literally believe for so long and I'm like literally having to like reframe my mindset around it. So it's, yeah, because deep down, like, you know, it's not, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) Christina's throat. (laughs) But it's like trippy to me because it's like deep down at your core, we know that our value is not in that. But at the same time, I believed it. Yes, of course. You can't help it, especially in that moment. Yeah. Um, I think another big topic where this happens a lot is in relationships. And I think a lot of it is like comparing yourself to other people's relationships, but people, there's like a timeline, right, Ray? Yeah. Like as we were thinking about this, like when I, with, with relationships, I feel like I feel very content right now being like 28 and single and like living my life. And it's not until I'm around other people who maybe are like feeling not content in that and being like, Oh my God, like I'm running out of time that I start to think that. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I'm only thinking that because you're planting that in my head. Like, let me think about my day to day life. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I feel good. Like I feel like people are putting this, creating this insecurity that doesn't need to exist 
around this. And like, I remember one time uh, my friend was talking to me and she was talking about this family she knew and the, the two of the three brothers had like gotten engaged and she was like, Oh, could you imagine like, that would kind of suck to be the last one of your siblings not to be engaged. And at the time I was the last one of my siblings to not be engaged. I'm not engaged now, but my other sister's not engaged anymore either. (laughs) But I was like, I was like, she said that and she didn't mean it in, in a, negative way mm-hmm. but I was like oh wait is that something I was like oh I didn't even think about that wait like, oh shit I am the last one that's so interesting that you say that because I feel like when I was getting engaged my sister got engaged before me and I had a very similar comment where someone was like oh my gosh like imagine if your younger sister got engaged before you and I'm like wait like that did happen and wait is that embarrassing like that's something I should be upset about no but in that moment, you're like questioning it too. Yeah. Like it, it plants that like seed and you're like, wait. You're, and then you start questioning your relationship also. You're yeah. like, and then you're like, wait, why am I the only one that's not engaged? Like, oh my God, that makes me like the sad fucking last lonely sister that's not engaged, mm-hmm. like loser. And then I'm like, mm, okay, rewind rant. Is this the 19 fucking fifties? Exactly. No, exactly. No. Where, what do you feel like when it comes to relationships like, where you like feel like other people's opinions or insecurities get to you? Well, I think that's something that I'm feeling specifically right now is like people talking about like having kids. And obviously I have a baby, but I feel like a weird judgment and pressure for like not having another baby yet. And like, it, where do you think that's coming from? I, I literally, everyone's like, are you having another baby soon? And I think that's where it's coming from. Or I feel like, I feel like there's just like a lot of pressure. Like you want to have your kids close in age. And there's like a lot of judgment there. And I don't know if it's necessarily people speaking from their own insecurities about it, but that's like one thing that I'm feeling right now. Mm. I also think that like, yeah, a lot of people keep thinking you're pregnant on Instagram. No, I was like, I was like, damn, really? People are bold to be like, Last time you had acne, you were pregnant. I know, exactly. <laughs> or they're like, you're talking about pregnancy safe products. Are you pregnant? Although I will say this morning, I felt really nauseous. I was like, am I pregnant? Oh my God. Um, um, but something else, like when I was growing up and dating that I felt really uncomfortable with was like, again, similar back to body and like what you said is people just being like, like I need all this weight, like no guy's gonna like me. And it just going back like, okay, well, I'm bigger than you. And if you don't think a guy's going to like you, then like, they're definitely not going to like me. Yeah. And that insecurity being pushed onto me. When at the same time I was like, wait, I'm the fucking shit. (laughs) I'm the fucking shit. Every guy would like, is like in love with me would be so lucky to have me. Like, I don't really think that. Do you know what I mean? I know. Sometimes I think both though. I mean, it's that's why it's like, I mean, we'll get into this at the end, but that's why it's so important. Like who you surround yourself with, because I really believe if you're around someone who's like that or people who are like that or messaging around that, you are going to start to believe it. And that's when it gets scary is when it's like, you're, you really, really truly start to believe that and rewiring that is kind of fucking hard. It is fucking hard. Um, okay. Something else that I think is like a big topic is feeling insecure or people's insecurities getting passed to you down to you on your career. And I don't know if you've experienced this because obviously we have super similar careers, but it has made me insecure for both me and Steve in our careers because we both have more entrepreneurial careers. And that's like one of the things that I loved so much about Steve when we met too, is that he didn't want this like traditional life. And like, he really believed in like working smart and like working the way that you want to work. And that's something I felt I found to be super attractive because I found wanted the same sort of thing. So now I'm an entrepreneur, Steve's an entrepreneur, and I can't tell you how many times I hear things specifically from my family about that make me insecure about my job and my husband's job and like not having a traditional nine to five. Like for instance, like my dad um, said something to me the other day, he was like, you know, I got to tell you, he's like, I am so proud of you and like how successful you are and everything that you built but I get so nervous. He's like, and I really feel like you need to find a way to like work. So you don't have to be doing this like every day for like the next 20 years to be making money. And I'm like, okay. Like I understood what he was saying and he was trying to like encourage me to like be smart about investments or like to build a brand or something. So I don't necessarily have to be on the internet every single day. And I get that, but it made me like feel so insecure about my job. But meanwhile, like most people work every day for like the next 20 years, if you have a job, do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. I think sometimes those things come from like uncertainty. Like that's what our parents knew. That's what your parents knew were this path and you're on a different path. And so it's like, again, their insecurity of the unknown and like this new thing, Mm -hmm. they're projecting that onto you. Exactly. And I know deep down, I don't feel that way. And like, and I won't agree. And I wouldn't change my job for anything in the world. Like I'm obsessed with what I'm doing right now, but I can't help sometimes, but like feel those insecurities being projected and absorbing them. And I, it, it really takes a while for me. And honestly, like something that like I've had to talk about so much in therapy to like really work through and like realize that like so many of these insecurities are not actually like my own. They're coming from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like trying to think with like my career, I feel like I haven't had that insecurity in that way. Um, I think that honestly, I feel like some people nowadays are insecure if they're not like entrepreneurs and maybe if that's just, maybe that, that's very true too. Like that. And I think that's maybe like, I don't know, just because I follow a lot of these like entrepreneur things and I'm kind of in those like circles and stuff. But like, I feel like a lot of people, like if you don't have a, if you don't have your own thing or you work for another company, it's like, that's, I don't know where I'm just like, I just think that everyone works so differently and will thrive in different environments. And like, we're not all meant to work in the same way. Right. So like if someone is happy working in tech and working for a big brand, like let them do that. If someone's happy being an entrepreneur, but I honestly think like, it's interesting you say that because I feel like the opposite. I feel like people who aren't entrepreneurs I've heard with conversations with friends and other people, like they're insecure that they're not doing like the entrepreneur thing. It's all about who you surround yourself with and like what information you're intaking. Because like, I I definitely feel like that from other people too, but because I've been around so many people who have like more traditional, like nine to five jobs and work for like more corporate companies. And I've seen them like, I've seen them climb the corporate ladder in such an amazing way mm-hmm. that it, it almost seems like more tactful, like, oh, this is what you have to do to get there. And it seems like almost more achievable. And I feel like it's easier for people, at least for an entrepreneur to like, let that make you insecure, especially when people are telling you like, that's the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. God, it's overwhelming. It's, it is overwhelming. <laughs> but I also, but, but I really do believe that like what you said, like everyone, what am I doing over here? I'm like knocking shit down. I really do believe that everyone, like you said, works in different ways and there's no right path um, for everyone. Like everyone has their own path. Yeah. So I think there's like to, in all of these different areas that we've like talked about pressure to like things that are going to kind of like shake you. But I do think there are things that you can do to, maintain your resilience resilience and maintain your confidence within yourself. Um, so I think like you said, Christina establish like your baseline Mm -hmm. and figure out like, and I think you could also like, maybe like this could be like your core values. Like I think you need to get really crystal clear on what you actually want. Not just like, cause I think sometimes I'm like, Oh, I have this goal and I'm like, do I actually want that? Or do I just like think I want that? Like, or have you heard someone else say that? And you're like, wait, I want that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think like step one, taking the time to sit down and get really crystal clear on, you can call it what, whatever, find your baseline, find your core values, like where you're at. Like, okay, maybe if you're feeling like unsettled in your career, go like, let's break that down. Like, let's figure out what aspects are you feeling unsettled? Or maybe you're actually realizing that like, you're in this, all of your coworkers are talking shit about your boss. And so you now are like, okay, we're all talking shit. It just is this toxic work environment. But like, what have your interactions been with your boss? Like, I think just like breaking it down to figure out like, all right, where am I at? Step one. Absolutely. And I think that like establishing your baseline or your core values is so important to be like, do it on your own. And in your own time and in your own space, especially if you're going to an environment where you do feel like people's energies and what they're saying can potentially affect you. And like having that clear mind before you put yourself into a certain situation, I think is really important. Yeah. And I think this is really hard because like I remember in 2020, I've I've shared this story before. I think I read Untamed and and Glennon Doyle and her book said that she was always searching for what everyone else like thought she was completely out of touch. What 
her beliefs were and what she actually thought and what she wanted to do in these situations because we're always so quick and like I think asking for advice or seeking outside opinions does have a benefit in some ways but like I think that we've kind of lost touch with what really establishing right with your with yourself and not just hearing all this outside noise 1000% I'm like the queen of doing that I ask so many people's opinions sometimes when I know deep down what I want. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I need it like validated. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that kind of like leads into our next thing, which is like setting boundaries to be able to like st- stick to that. So like, I think the first one that pops into my head is like, and we've been saying this, you are who like you surround yourself with. Totally. Like if you have a friend who's always like bringing you down, bring or like like you said talking shit about herself and her body and and in whatever area it may be like that is going to affect you and that is going to have an impact on you 100% i think another thing that's really important is like cer- setting certain t- limits for who you surround yourself this was like really important for me and my family because honestly like the weight thing and like talking about weight and diet is something that really affected me and i started to resent people in my family because of their need to tell me that I needed to lose weight all the time. And to the point where I finally like had a breaking point and I was like, you can no longer tell me. And I know what you're trying to do is in your mind for my best interest and my overall well-being. But I do no- I never want to hear you say anything else about my body. And it took a lot of courage to say that. And it doesn't have to be a big argument. It doesn't have to be a big fight. But I think being able to be super honest and vulnerable about how you feel and if you need to set those limits, um, I think it's really important to do so. Boundaries really do make a difference. And it's boundaries are hard. Boundaries are hard. I just talked about this in therapy the other day. Like setting boundaries is really, really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very proud that you did that, Christina, because that's especially when I think with, with family it can be really tricky because it's easier said than done. It's like, okay, you are who you surround yourself with, but then it's like, you can't, I mean, you you can just cut off friends, but that's like, that's not easy or, and you can't really cut off your family. I mean, that would be sad, but setting those boundaries right. is super important. Absolutely. And I do think that like, we have to remember that like people aren't intentionally trying to hurt you. At least not most of the time. I do think that kid at Norton was trying to hurt me and make fun of me. I think he was. He I was think definitely he was jealous tra- of you. Yeah, I think so too. He definitely was trying to hurt my feelings. He knew you had the it factor. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what it is. Um, but I, I do think that giving people the benefit of the doubt is super important with the within the boundaries that you place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next little tangible step we have for you is grounding yourself. And... We talked about this at the beginning of the episode, Mm -hmm. practicing mindfulness. How do you practice mindfulness, Christina? Because this is new for me. Honestly, I don't think I'm very good at practicing mindfulness. I mean, I just, I just got a gratitude journal. Oh, like the five minute journal. It's it's not the five minute journal. I actually had the five minute journal and I gave it away to someone once. And then I was like, wait, I should have been using that. Yeah. What the heck? I know. So now I got this new gratitude journal, actually Somersault sent it to me, which was like so nice. And I'm really excited to start using that. Um, I, I mean, I guess like the only other time I really practice mindfulness is just like having my alone time on my walks, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I have to get better at this. Me too. Well, we're, we're, I'm going to use your, t- I'm going to use your therapist too. And I'm going to, I need, I haven't cracked open my five minute journal in, in a hot minute. I actually had another fresh one and I gave it to the guy I was seeing and now we're not seeing each other anymore. So that was a waste. Ugh. Well, he's going to be we... very thankful for the time he spent with you. Yeah. He better be fucking grateful. Yes. Loser. Um, I think movement. Yes. Is a huge one. And honestly, less time on social media. I can't even tell you how many times I catch myself refreshing, refreshing. What? Watching people's stories I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Why am I just mindlessly doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like this is for me, but something I'm that I use to practice mindfulness is like really trying to step away from any scream time when I'm with Nicholas. And yeah. trying to be as present in that moment. And it's not always easy. And I don't always do it. And like a lot of times I catch myself and I'm like, wait a minute, like you have like a baby right here. Like you don't need to be checking emails right now. You have time set out for that later on. You don't want to be checking social media. Nothing's happening. You're not missing anything. Uh, so I do have to check myself because it's not always easy. But I do think when I do, when I practice that separation, it makes a huge difference. 
Uh, yeah, I, I've been noticing too that like, so one of the things when I, how I've said, I want to like stop scrolling. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to really, um, notice when I pick up my phone and I notice when I'm overwhelmed with something, like if I'm reading an email and I'm like, Oh, oh my God, like I have so much to do. I'll just pick up my phone and start scrolling Instagram. So waste more time. Instead it's an avoid. Doing- it's an avoidance thing. Cause I'm like, there's this thing that I know I have to do, but I want to avoid it. And then I just start scrolling. And I think that like all that does is make you more anxious or more insecure about whatever the situation is at hand. So totally. that one is a huge, huge one. But I've, I mean, I could talk about this a lot, but less time on social, I think it's really important. And I think like the last most important thing is like, and we kind of touched on this, but is really getting to know yourself, being sure of yourself and your wants and your desires and like really just trying to be crystal clear, like we said. Are there, I know like I've been trying to think about the ways that I've kind of like as like in this self-discovery phase and how I'm getting to know myself, like a few things that I've done that have really, really helped. I mean, there's so many areas of life where you can just like better know yourself, like reading self-help books like untamed five level languages not really self-help but just like you just get to know yourself better and then that to be magnetic course i told you about that i totally dropped the bond for a while and i've gotten back into it in the last like month or so month few weeks what is time i don't even know it just helps you get so in touch with like who you are because i think we just like go about our days and we like don't really think about it we don't really like I don't know. We're just like running around filled with all of this like fluff and stuff that we don't take the time to actually like self-reflect and think about who we are and what impact we want to leave and like what our core values are. So those are a few things that I think have helped me get tangible things that have helped me get to know myself better recently. I love that. I think those are also great. You know, this is like super random and doesn't help at all, but like something that like I've really like started to realize I do is like Whenever there's something that's like political going on, I feel like everyone is so fired up, so angry. And I feel like for me, like that is when I start to learn a lot about myself because I'm like, okay, how do you actually feel about this topic and why? And I started like writing down certain things without listening to like any noise Mm -hmm. and being able to like have hard conversations with myself on things that like people don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about and things that I don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about because I'm trying to educate myself as much as possible on so many different things, I think has been like something that's like really strengthened who I am and how I feel about myself because knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Let's just end on that. Mic drop. Knowledge is power. Perfect. (laughs) Wait, I think we need you in Ask Away. Oh my gosh. Ask Away. Okay. Hi, girls. Absolutely love you both and have gotten me through such a hard time with depression and anxiety. I wasn't sure how to submit a question for the podcast, so try and DM. Perfect. You can always DM us. And thank you so much. Um, I left college for a year and a half before returning. All of my friends in my actual grade are graduating this year, and I'm just having the hardest time not being hard on myself for finishing with them. Please let me know if you have any tips for staying in your lane. Love you guys. Okay. First of all, you should not feel stressed out about this or sad about this. I feel like everyone has their own timeline and you have to take off for whatever reason you have to take off that, you know, it was like best for you. I think that like we get hung up on like, and this is what I struggle with the expectation. Mm -hmm. So you had this expectation that you were going to graduate with these girls and you had in your head, that was going to be your path. And it's hard when it doesn't look like that. So I think that the fact that you're feeling this way is completely understandable. This isn't the plan that you had in mind. This is different. And these are like your friends. And when your friends are in a different place and doing different things, and maybe you feel like you're behind or whatever, that's, that's difficult. But I think you just have to remember that like everyone's path is different and that doesn't mean that theirs is better and yours is worse. It's just different. You're on your own timeline. And a lot of times, like I know that coming out of this year, if you're doing another, it sounds like you're maybe doing another year or not graduating at the same time or whatever, you're going to have opportunities come to you that would never have come to you because you're in this place right now in your life. You're in this place and end this time. Like you are here for a reason. The universe is always conspiring to bring you the most good in your life. So you, I truly believe like you were supposed to take a year off and because of that decision and whatever it is, like you are where you need to be right now. And that's going to like direct you for the rest of your life. And you just need to trust the universe that 
this is where you're supposed to be. 100%. And like when we're talking about timelines, like this is something that's going to continue happening throughout the rest of your life because you're always going to compare your timeline to your friend's timeline. Who's getting married? Who's having kids? Who's having advancements in their career? Whatever it is. So I think like learning right now that it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing, that you have your own story, your own path, your own lane to stick in will be like the best tool you can give yourself. And I think too, like everyone's like, oh my, like you don't want to enter the real world. No, college is so Honestly. fucking fun. <laughs> like, if I were you, I'd be like, hells yeah, I get an extra, extra year. year. Like I'm telling you, being an adult, like okay, there's a lot to look forward to, and like yes, you're an adult, like it's fucking like it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Enjoy another year of college and this life because it is such a special time. And it is a gift that you get this like another year. 100%. And also like, look at your friends who are, I guess a year ahead and are going into the workforce or whatever. And like, use that too. ask them for advice. Like they're your best allies there to help you. Um, and you're almost like lucky that you have like a group of people who you can trust, you can look up to, who are gear ahead to give you all that advice. Yeah. And a year goes by so fast. So fast. Oh so my gosh. Fun. College was so fun. Enjoy every single second, girl. Enjoy it. Um, okay, everybody. That's all we got for you today. Thank you for listening. Love ya. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.